Welcome to Carlton Fields' recruiting podcast, From Campus to Council. I'm Jack Clabby, the hiring partner at Carlton Fields. With me is my colleague, Ted Delcima, often described as the best associate mentor in the game. Uh, Ted, how are you doing today? Uh, Jack, I'm doing good. Uh, today is National Pecan Pie Day, so I got some big plans later. <laughs> well, all right, that's fitting because we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, we always talk about splitting the pie in, uh, in, in law firm management, which is, you know, if the law firm takes in so much money, how does it get carved up? And that'll be something we, we may talk a bit about. And uh, I always imagine apple pie there, but that's because I'm from New Jersey. Uh, but pecan pie here, recording here in the South, may be the better way to go, Ted. Listen, I'm an equal pie opportunist. So <laughs> any pie I'll have in. All right, so the idea for this podcast came out of some conversations that Ted and I were having over the last several weeks as we prepare for OCI for law students and for callback uh, for the associate recruiting. The idea was to put together some of our thoughts uh, that may help some law students who are looking for opportunities with law firms. Uh, today's conversation is gonna focus on how do you research a law firm? Let's say you're a rising 2L, it's the end of the summer between your, your first and second year. You're looking at on-campus recruiting options or resume drops, or some of these aggregators, um, uh, such as the different law school conferences. If you're researching these law firms and you're preparing for, um, for OCI, you know, what do you do? So let's start with sort of researching a law firm, Ted. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the things a, a rising 2L should look for in a law firm uh, for a summer experience between their second and third year. Uh, the first thing they have to do is before even beginning to research the law firm is to decide what area of law I wanna go into. So deciding whether I wanna be in litigation, I wanna do corporate work, I wanna do uh, mergers and acquisitions, deciding which practice area you wanna focus on is the first, I guess, like baseline. Because a lot of firms you're gonna research, they're really good at a few things and you don't wanna research or get excited about a law firm and they don't per se have your practice area. So. The first thing you want to research is uh, the firm as a whole. You want to decide whether or not you want to work within this type of culture. And, and when I say culture, I mean you're looking at you're looking at whether it be diversity, um, whether they're in person, whether they're remote, uh, their pro bono hours, uh, how they recruit, who are their people, their turnover. When you're looking at associates versus uh, shareholders and partners. So research is all in cumbersome, Jack. So I always start with Google, me personally. I yeah, think that's where it starts. I, I like it. I mean, it's there's a couple of things I'm hearing from you there. It's that it's a little bit of know yourself and then also know uh, what the law firms are. Because if you're interested in mergers and acquisitions, it doesn't make sense for you to use up your finite on-campus recruiting spots to go after a law firm that is mostly or purely litigation. And I think that's that's a misstep. I think a, a lot of students make when they think, okay, well, I want to be in this city. There are maybe five really strong law firms in this city. I'm going to apply to all of them, even if one of those doesn't have the kind of practice that you're interested in. That can be a waste of time, I think, for that for that um, law student. Exactly. There's a lot of um, metrics that are available too. So some of the things we talked about just now are sort of knowables. Meaning, 
you know, how many of the lawyers in that office or at that law firm are doing a certain kind of law. Um, you can also learn about diversity. You can learn about um, how many associates are making partner. You can learn about some of these things from plain on statistics, but then there's some of the sort of like sabermetrics type statistics, which we sometimes see as, let's call it um, partner to associate ratio, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, a, a firm with a high partner to associate ratio has a fair amount of partners and, and relatively low associates. One that has a low partner to associate ratio means, you know, for every one partner, there might be four or five associates. Ted, what does that tell you about a law firm? You know, all thing, all other things being equal. Well, it, it, outside looking in, well, inside looking in, uh, it tells you the first thing it tells you is that, you know, is this a firm you see yourself growing in? It, it, again, Jack, it goes back to knowing yourself. Do you want to be an associate? Do you want to be a career associate? Or do you want to move up into partnership? And do you want to bring in business? Do you want to go into sales? Whatever that may be. So you want to look at firms that either have more partners to associate ratio as opposed to the inverse, like what do I wanna do? So what it means to me and, and shameless plug here, Jack, the reason why I chose Carlton Fields is because they actually, they promote their associates and there is a very clear track to partnership. So, and that's important to me. Uh, I, I like mentoring, I like coaching and I love sales. So for me personally, it makes sense for me to go somewhere where there might be uh, more you know, partners involved and, and a clear path to partnership. So that's the first thing you definitely want to decide in uh, researching a firm and, and looking at these things. That's a great point, Ted, because you see there are some associates who are in law school now and their plan has, is and has always been, I'm going to work at a law firm for three or four years, then I'm going to go in-house, or I'm going to work at a law firm for three or four years, open my own shop, work at a law firm for three or four years, go to the prosecutor's office or the U.S. attorney's office. And that's okay, right? Because an associate who's looking for that experience might say, I'm going to make a fair amount of money. I'm going to pay off my loans or reduce my loans. Then I'll be in the position for the career that I've always wanted, which is something else. And so that associate's going to look at a law firm for, you know, pay is going to be really important from zero to four years there. Whereas if, a, if an associate is thinking, I am interested in the private practice of law long-term, you're going to look at different things. I'm going to look at pay over 20 years and not just the first four years. And I'm going to need to be asking questions in this and doing research to find out what my path to partnership looks like in a different way than I would be if it were sort of a use it or lose it. Um, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to use it for four years and then I'm going to move on. Um, and those firms, firms that have a one to four partner to associate ratio, they recruit differently because they need bodies and seats and they can, they know they're going to lose 80% of them and they're fine with that. That's their model. Um, yeah, whereas a, a firm that is more one-to-one -one, partner to associate wants to keep them around. Exactly. And I'm going to share some statistics with you that, that are a little bit jarring. So according to the law school admissions council, uh, the number of people applying for law school rose to 13%. So that's the biggest spike since 2002. Now, another statistic according to us news is that they found that more than 80% of their grads gets jobs from five to six major law firms, law schools. That's University of Pennsylvania, Berkeley, Harvard, Duke, Columbia. Now, what that means when you're thinking of researching and everything we've talked about is, so the market's already saturated. How, how do you stand out? How do you put your best foot forward? And one thing Jack failed to mention is he actually interviewed me. 
he interviewed me and I have to say, I became a CIA analyst on Carlton Fields and, and Jack Clavy. I started looking him up. I wanted to know if he was married, if he had children, uh, what he did in his spare time. And I feel like all that put me in a position of power and comfort because I ended up finding out that Jack enjoys doing podcasts. Jack has a whole other podcast that he does through Carlton Fields. And look at us now doing one together. So I say these statistics, Jack, because the more research you do, the better position it puts you, especially when it comes to your goals and your vision. That's a great point. So I think the um, so if we're going to step back for the for the rising 2L who's beginning to research law firms is thinking about where they're going to go. They got to know a little bit about what they want, right? Not mm -hmm. things just like what kind of office they want to be in, but where they want their career to go, because all that matters right now. Then you're going to do research on the law firms that they're interested in, and they're going to try to sort those law firms in some way to be realistic, both about is there an interesting place where they could get their career job done and do they have a chance at that law firm? Now, you and I use the phrase non-traditional law students a lot, Ted, when we talk about who we're interested in hiring for the law firm. What do we mean by non-traditional law student? So I'm a non-traditional law student. What that means is essentially it's an individual that may have had a career prior to law school. So prior to joining Carlton Fields, going to law school, you know, crying one L year, you know, the whole rigmarole, <laughs> prior to doing that entire, you know, dog and pony show, I worked in finance for seven years, you know? And, and the one thing I realized, Jack, in seven years, when it comes to finance, you either make more money, spend less or save more. And that wasn't boring for me. And, you know, that wasn't exciting, it got boring. And I decided to go to law school. But I don't want to discount that when it comes to my resume and when it comes to my experience, because I got real world experience. So as a non-traditional student, Jack, uh, you're you're in a position of power, I believe, especially if you're rising too well, going into uh, going into your three L year. You want to you want to incorporate that in your resume. And my resume is bifurcated by legal experience. And um, I, I believe it's called corporate experience. Yeah. You want to you, you want to show that talent. You, you, you want to highlight that. And again, it goes back to the statistics. You want to stand out. You want to put yourself in a position where, you know, like, you know, you're, you're creating a funnel. You know, you're getting there and you know you're going to get that position. I love it. And, and, and I think that we, we've got some things we look for um, and work between college and law school is a big one. It's yeah. not necessarily a requirement, but work between college and law school tells you a lot about the maturity level of the associate who's gonna arrive. And it also, you know, instructs to some degree, a law firm who's, who's looking at candidates as to, is this someone who's gonna stay with us and wants to stay with us mm -hmm. for their career? Or is this somebody who were their first stopping point and they're gonna move on? And that's, again, that's okay. Because if you're a one to four ratio law firm that's looking to just hire a ton of associates, have them start, have them all move on except for one or two, or if you're a law firm that's gonna hire people and wants them to stay, um, you know, I think that is important. So the, the people who have worked substantially between college and law school, highlight it, don't hide from it. Some other things that we like, or that I think folks have questions about is, um, you know, military experience. We have a current summer associate who's outstanding, who um, was uh, in the military service and intelligence for, for several years and brings all that experience to bear. Um, I also talk about the difference between team sports and individual sports. Yeah. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. Although if you're building a trial team, it is probably best to have team sport people 
versus if you're looking for individual achievement, I think the individual sports are the better way to go. So just those are a couple of other things that I try to look for in resumes that I really like. And then I think you'd forget about it. The last one, I, I think people sometimes will pull and not have non-legal jobs like jobs they had during college in retail. I love seeing those jobs. Mm-hmm. Someone who worked a retail job in college shows me you can multitask. Someone who works a retail job in college tells me that they can show up and be committed to something. Uh, and then the, the, the flip side of that is if it's a non-retail job, but it's a job that's based on commissions, that's a person who's got hustle and who's got grit. So exactly. I, loved, I love seeing collegiate jobs whether they on 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 resumes, and and Jack, a lot of a lot of students I've met and and a lot of my peers, they were scared to include that. They're like, I don't want to put I worked at Starbucks. I don't want to put I worked at H and M or Old, uh, Old Navy. And they were nervous. And I'm like, listen, 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 listen. You have to make yourself stand out. You have to show the 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 firm you're going to work for that you can work in high pressure environments. All the things you've said, and and let's not forget, Jack, the traditional students too. You know, like. Let's say you, you you never worked a day in your life. You went from college straight to law school. There are things you can highlight too. You know, like sure. if you're involved at your law school, if you're in student government, if you're in, you know, the Federalist Society, if you're in moot court, the trial team, all these things are things you can highlight and really expand upon. So, I mean, it's really the best of both worlds if you're non-traditional versus traditional. All right, so uh, you, I want to sort of bring this portion of our conversation to a wrap now. We've talked about ways you can learn about law firms, um, ways you can learn about yourself and why that's important. The last piece is a little bit of, you know, let's say it's a, it's a 1L coming a 3L. You know, some, some other places I think they can look to get help on this. There's really two places and they're not always used. One is the older students at the law school or the, or the, or the ones who are 2Ls and 3Ls. Ask them what they did and ask them how their summer was. And then I think that last piece is also use the recruiting and hiring specialists at the law school. That's what they're there for. You should never, you know, um, have to ask a question if that they could have answered or, or spend time researching it. Get to actually meet them as human beings. They're very talented. Would, would you agree? What do you think, Dan? Ten out of ten, Jack. I agree. You know what? I'm going to shock you a little bit. Till this day, I still text my CDO advisor. I mean, we talk all the time. I mean, I'm still in contact. <laughs> with both Debbie and Dean Cox. So it, you want them to know you and they're the individuals that are, you know, law firm facing. They know what the law firms are looking for. It's like shooting yourself in the foot. Why not? That's a, great, that's a great point that people don't know a lot, Ted, is that the law firms interact with those people all the time. They, that, that's our point of contact at the law yeah. school. Um, and, and the other groups that we interact with are the current summer associates or, or recent summer associates. And we ask them, who should we be interviewing when we go on campus? And if they know anybody who just, even if they're a buddy of ours, a buddy of theirs, we are interested in hearing what the current summer associates have to say. All right, well, thanks folks for joining us here um, on episode one of Carlton Fields' recruiting, recruiting podcast from campus to council. Ted, thanks so much uh, for, for joining us here and uh, everybody listening, hope you'll continue to tune in as we expand the, um, expand the offerings here.